0: Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group. The topic today is the Treasury's new plan to rescue the financial system. I'm speaking with William Isaac, former Chairman of the FDIC and current Chairman of the Secura Group. Mr. Isaac, thanks so much for joining me today. My pleasure. We've just seen the Treasury Secretary announce the Administration's new plan, and I guess my question for you is, what do we see today that's different From what the Bush administration showed us some months ago,
1: I, I honestly, I'm I'm actually was listening to it just a little bit ago, and he's still giving his talk. But I, uh, I actually uh, don't see a lot that's different. (coughs) And uh, so, uh, I mean, I think the short answer is it looks like a fair amount of the same kind of thing that they've been doing. uh, Hopefully. New and improved in the sense of better controls and maybe more transparency, but I don't, I don't see anything that's terribly new.
0: So the nation, the industry, are hanging on this today. What's this plan and the announcement really mean to the banking industry? What do you expect to see of substance come from this plan?
1: Well, they're, they're going to. Uh, Continue to use the the TARP money, the the, the new TARP money, um, which they want to call something else, I gather, yeah. <laughs> uh, but because TARP has become a, a, a four letter word, exactly. Uh, but but in any event, they're going to use the second half of the TARP money to essentially do what they've been doing in the past, which is to recapitalize the banks, and I think that's a good idea. I have no complaint about that at all. Uh, I think. And, and they're going to use some of it to try to forestall foreclosures, slow down the foreclosure process and, and prevent uh, some people from having to be foreclosed to, upon. I think that is good if they can come up with something workable. In the, in the past, these programs they really haven't worked. There's uh, about half the people who get helped uh, on, the, on, on foreclosure wind up going into default again after they've been helped. And so, uh, we, that's a, that's a very high rate of failure. Uh, and I'm not sure that it's, if we can't do better than that, I don't, I don't think that's the way, that's the way we ought to spend taxpayer money. So hopefully they can, they can come up with a, uh, anti-foreclosure plan that, that works better than what they have done to date. Uh, the main thing that's missing, uh, today that I really wanted to see was I wanted them to address, uh, mark-to-market accounting. Which is which is a horrible system of accounting that the SEC put in place, uh, the Securities Exchange Commission put in place in the early 1900s, uh, I mean the early 1990s, excuse me, and and uh, it requires banks to mark assets to market, uh, where there, even where there isn't a market, uh, as there isn't today, they're required to mark these assets to an arbitrary market price. It has destroyed over $600 billion of bank capital, which equates to roughly $6 trillion of bank lending capacity. Um, and they're they're continuing to say we're going to throw taxpayer money into bank capital without fixing the thing that's destroying all of this bank capital. Uh, they're not changing mark-to-market accounting, and. Uh, it's, it's just a shame uh, that they're not doing that. I don't know why they're not doing it. We had mark-to-market accounting in the 1930s, and finally, eight years into, into the Depression in the 1930s, the, uh, the, the the government, President Roosevelt and the Secretary of the Treasury, said, well, why can't we get out of the Depression? And mark-to-market accounting is one of the key things they identified that was keeping us from getting out of the depression, and they abandoned it in favor of historical cost accounting, which we used since for the next 50 years or so, 50 or 60 years, until the SEC decided to go back to mark-to-market, over the objections of the Secretary of the Treasury, the Chairman of the Fed, and the Chairman of the FDIC. So, uh, why we are not addressing this problem, I don't know. It's a it, to me, it's a huge flaw in the plan, and uh, I think I mean right right now the market's down, uh, you know, we'll see what it ends to, uh, for the day. But it's down significantly from the time that the speech started. And I think, I think if he had said, "and we're going to address mark-to-market accounting," I think the market would have shot up.
0: Interesting. We don't learn history well, do we? No. Now, given what we've seen over the past few months, how would you say the TARP program has worked to date? And I wonder if if you reject the term that a lot of banks object to, which is a, a, the bank bailout term.
1: Well, I don't think it's a bank bailout. We're trying to bail out the economy, and that means we need to fix the banks. And um, I, and I don't, I don't see how we, I don't see how we get the economy turned around without a. I mean, in fact, we can't. I know we can't get the economy turned around without a strong banking system. Uh, the banking system has been substantially weakened, in significant part, by very bad accounting treatment uh, that the SEC put into place and and we've got to fix that if we fix that then we can get we can get banks lending again uh, so I I don't view it as a bank bailout I think I think we all have a large stake in uh, in getting this the banking system back on solid footing and and the sooner we do the sooner we're going to come out of this this uh, economic uh, down the, the downward spiral we're in economically um uh, anyway that you know, i that's just the, the way it is, and people don't like it they view they they view it as a bank bailout, and I understand all that, and politicians like to use that rhetoric uh, but the fact is that Washington uh played a very large role in bringing us this crisis and uh and we're going to have to use the government to help us
0: out. Now, interesting, one of the plans I see in the, in the new strategy is to have a mix of sort of public and private investment. Do you see this as is, is somewhat rising up to meet the objections of people that don't want a lot of direct government investment in banking institutions? Uh,
1: yeah, well, they're, they're, they're back to, the, to what they're trying to do is they're trying to remove bad assets from the banks, banks' uh, assets that have been marked way down by uh, And are subject to further markdowns under mark-to-market accounting. Rather than change the accounting rule, what they're saying is, let's just get rid of the bad assets so we don't have to mark them down. They really don't have to mark them down. They could change the accounting rules that are requiring this this senseless write-down of these assets. And and so, uh, but 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 what they're trying to do is they're trying to get these 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 assets off the books of the banks. They're no longer then subject to write-down. Um, Under mark to market accounting rules, but the cost of getting them off the books of the banks is very high. The banks aren't going to sell them cheap. They don't want to, I mean, if they wanted to sell these assets cheap, they could do it right now. They don't even need this government program. So the banks aren't going to sell cheap. Private investors are going to demand a very significant return. Back in when we cleaned up the S&L problems in the 19, uh, late 1980s and early 1990s, the investors who came in to clean up that problem and take those assets off the hands of the government uh, typically got 40% compound annual returns on their investments. So this is going to be a very, very expensive program to taxpayers if if it's going to work, and if we, if it's not very expensive to taxpayers, my guess is it won't work because neither the bank, you know, the selling banks nor the buying private investors are going to have any incentive.
0: So what do you expect we will see next to get a sense of whether this is or is not going to work?
1: Well, I I, I, I mean, the market, the, the, the initial stock market reaction is negative. Um, and uh, my guess is that this is going to be greeted with, uh, with. uh I, I, I hope I'm wrong. I, I don't. I don't want to sound all negative here. I, I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope the world cheers and stock market goes up a thousand points or two thousand points, and bank stocks recover and everything's on on the mend. I just don't think that's what. I don't think that's a realistic prediction. Um, um, and so I think we're going to see more of the same. Uh, but for example, this this. They've made a deal out of the fact they're going to do a stress test on the banks that apply for the the TARP capital. Uh, Well, they've been doing that. That's what they they evaluated every bank that came into the program. They had the bank regulators review the bank and decide whether the bank could be viable if they got the TARP money. Uh, And uh, so we've already been doing a a a stress stress test on every on every bank that's been in the program. Our or uh, you know maybe they're going to change the nature a little bit uh, some of the things they do in that stress test but that's not that's not a new item that has been done so I, I'm I think it's I'm afraid it's more of the same
0: now this new administration is coming in sort of with a mandate for change and there's there's lots of talk that Democratic administration comes in we'll see more regulatory reform. What do you see as early signs from this administration as to how it's going to approach the banking industry?
1: Well, there there will be reform. I, again, I don't know how how much reform. I don't know how aggressive the reform will be. Uh, for example, it seems clear that people are targeting uh, the SEC and the Commodities Future Trading Commission for merger. I think on the theory that they both do things that are similar. They 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 oversee the uh, integrity of markets, and uh, one dealing with commodities, the other dealing with securities. Why not merge them together? Is is the refrain. And then you've got the Office of Thrift Supervision, which oversees SNLs and other thrifts. Uh, It's located. In the Department of Treasury, as is the Office of the Controller of the Currency, which regulates national banks. And so people look at those and they say, hey, they're both part of the Treasury. Why don't we combine them? And so that's something we might do. If we did both of those things and nothing more, I would say we reshuffled the, the deck chairs a little bit, but we didn't make any sort of a meaningful reform. Uh, the other thing they're talking about doing is creating a market stability regulator, and some people are saying the Federal Reserve should be that regulator. To which I would respond, and what is that market stability regulator going to do? Uh, and and what makes us think that a single agency can do it? Um, in right now, before you know, when this crisis was developing, we had the SEC the FDIC, the Federal Reserve, and the Department of Treasury, who I think we could argue all four of those were responsible for, a a significant part of their mission was to maintain stability in the financial markets. So if four agencies uh, couldn't see this coming, couldn't prevent it, uh, couldn't nip it in the bud, what makes us think that one of those four is going to be able to do that? That is that wise and all knowing, uh, and has the political will to do what four agencies couldn't see or couldn't do. And so I'm, I'm dubious about that reform. I think it would be better to have those four agencies meet on a regular basis say three or four times a year to discuss what's going on systemically uh, throughout the financial system and try to agree on a plan of action for addressing any emerging issues Uh, but but uh, i think we need more points of view in the room not fewer
0: no that's a good point what do you see for signs in the economy so far in this year
1: Well, I think it's a mixed bag. I mean, obviously some sectors are doing not, you know, not doing well, and we're getting a lot of layoffs, and uh, real estate hasn't stabilized yet. Uh, foreclosures uh, still go on, but yet in the tech field, we see some some positive things. Uh, so, I mean, I, I think it's a mixed bag, but clearly the economy is, is weak and getting weaker, uh, and we need some help. We need some good policies.
0: Is the depression our best frame of reference for what we're seeing now?
1: Well, I don't think we've gotten that bad yet. Um, we've got to get—we've got to get um, beyond um, 1981 to '83. Yep. <laughs> we haven't even met that standard yet for, yep. for bad. Um, and you know, in, in the 1980s, we, we suffered 3,000 bank failures. Uh, including a lot of big banks, we, we lost nine out of the ten largest banks in Texas. Uh, we haven't seen anything like that this time, and I don't believe we will. Uh, and uh, you know, unless things get a lot worse, uh, so that's the major. And unemployment, I think the last number I saw was something like 7.6 percent, and we were up somewhere in the vicinity of 10.5 to 11 percent in that 1981-83 period. um, We had a prime rate that got up to 21.5% in in, uh, 1980, which caused all sorts of damage. I think that the people who say this is the worst period since the Great Depression um, don't have, they're too young to remember what really was was going on in the 1980s. And uh, Another serious problem we had was in 1984. Uh, excuse me. I said 1984. I meant 1973-74, uh, which which looked an awful lot like this one in terms of the real estate debacle. Uh, we had a collapse in real estate in 1973-74 that threatened many of our largest banks, um, and so, and and, we, and and it came about in a lot of ways similar to what 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 we have today, which was where, where banks originated a lot of loans and sold them off in securitizations. Uh, in 1973-74, the banks originated a lot of loans and sold them off through uh, uh, real estate investment trusts that they created and, and, and took public. So uh, um, there, there are a lot of similarities between 73 and 74 and today. We we uh, we've got a ways to go before we get as bad as either one of those periods. The, the thing that really bothers me most about this period, though, is that it, it's so unnecessary. Um, we, we, we did need an adjustment. Housing had gotten way overheated. Uh, we needed to come back down to earth, but we uh, we really didn't handle it well uh, from a government point of view uh, and, and created a lot more instability uh, and disruption in the markets than we needed to. Um, we let institutions fail that shouldn't have been allowed to fail, uh, and we imposed losses on creditors of, Failed institutions like WAMU and IndyMac that, that were destabilizing to the financial markets uh, when, they, when they did fail. Um, and we've we, we, we scared the public. We're continuing to scare the public. The, the public officials keep on making speeches about how this is the worst disaster they've ever seen. They did it last fall in October when they wanted the, the first bailout bill, scared the death out of the public, and I think shut down a lot of spending. Uh, and uh, you know, we just we really are, are not handling this well. Uh, this latest plan by Treasury, uh, I don't know why we needed to announce two or three weeks ago that that we were going to have another plan. Why didn't why didn't it so that daily in the media? Uh, people anticipate it. They 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 talk about it. They get expe- expectations built up, and it's really hard to imagine how you would meet the expectations. When you, I mean, what, why wouldn't the Treasury have sat around and come up with some ideas and just started dropping them in place instead of having all this fanfare? Uh, we really are focusing way too much attention. We're still scaring people too much. Uh, back in the 1980s when we had far more serious banking problems, I don't recall Ronald Reagan going on the airwaves probably more than once or twice, and it was, it was really low-key. Uh, In in one of his uh, State of the Union addresses, he mentioned the banking problems, uh, but didn't dwell on it, just said we're on top of it or whatever. Uh, It was not not something that the President focused a lot of attention on. I mean, he was well aware of the problem, but he didn't didn't hype it in the public. Uh, Neither did the Secretary of the Treasury. It was left to the Federal Reserve and the FDIC and the bank regulators to uh, stay active and clean up the mess uh, and uh, and try to stay as low profile as possible while doing it. And you did. And we did. And we got it done. Uh, we did, by the way, I would, I would note that after, from 1983 on, the rest of the 90s, while we were still having thousands of bank failures, the economy enjoyed unprecedented economic growth.
0: You're right. Bill, you offer great insight and more important, historic perspective. I appreciate your time and your insight today. My pleasure. We've been talking with William Isaac. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.